From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at tntradio.live. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, hour two, we had Jonas Vesterberg on last hour. If you missed it, check out the archive. We'll we'll have it in just a couple of minutes coming up. Paul Saran coming uh, from Brazil. Uh, and then uh, the host of the Occult Rejects will be joining us to um, learn more about the uh, occult. But first, some noticias. Uh, it seems like Marine Le Pen out in France is moving um, ahead. She's beaten uh, Atal, uh, competing with Philip, crushes Melanchon, according to a poll. Um, and they're saying that she could win by a narrow margin. Um, and so they say that uh, one political scientist has said, we cannot rule out a victory for Marine Le Pen in 2027. So people are pushing back. Um, more news out of Europe. This one is from the Netherlands, how the Dutch intelligence services unlawfully spied on whole population groups. Totally not surprising. That's uh, very much what European countries are doing these days, reverting to totalitarianism. The police intelligence services unlawfully monitored entire population groups. The uh, supervisory committee of the Intel Intelligence and Security Services said uh, during uh, 2022, all police units throughout the Netherlands have their own intelligence service. They work with the General Intelligence Service and monitor people who could pose a threat to national security. Uh, I, I wonder if th these are people who just don't want to take a COVID vaccine, uh, want to homeschool, who thinks that their government has gone totally fascist. Um, yeah, it doesn't really specifically specify, but hey, Europe is, uh, again, reverting back to its totalitarian 20, 20th century history. Um, and we're, we're seeing different countries um, pull the internet. Sudan hit by internet blackout as civil war continues. I've had on the program William I. Robinson, professor. He calls it the global civil war. And we're seeing countries one by one fall into these scenarios. The whole financial system's collapsing, everything's collapsing. Uh, Sudan has been plunged into an internet blackout with many blaming the paramilitary group fighting the army in the country's 10th, 10 month a civil war. It's not just Sudan, um, Pakistan, over 35 killed in Pakistan, election mayhem, cell service suspended. Imran Khan is languishing in in prison. Uh, and so more and more we'll see, we'll see countries um, you know, hitting, uh, cutting the the lights. When I was living in Kazakhstan, they did the same thing. Um, there were weekends where people would come together to start protesting whatever injustice or inflation, and the Kazakh government would just pull the internet, or at least like the big tech platforms people use to organize themselves, like WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and and that sort of thing. Um, what else is happening? Of course, there's a Tucker Putin interview and also this report. Xi Jinping and, and Putin had a phone call recently. Um, and Xi Jinping and Putin accused the US of interfering in their country's affairs. Uh, the West has viewed Moscow and Beijing with increased anxiety over the past couple of years. Xi and Putin denounced the US policy of interfering in the inter internal affairs of other states during the hour long 
call, uh, they also say, Kremlin aide said that the leaders of the two countries realized that the U.S. is practically implementing a policy of double containment toward both Russia and China. Meanwhile, the EU, EU lawmakers, technocratic apparatchiks, are worrying about Russia influence agents among them. Um, so again, there's that whole new, new Cold War scare. What, what? It's not red this time. What color do we pick? I don't know. Uh, some AI news. The former chief of the Indian Army staff has written an op-ed in India today, calling for caution regarding military applications of AI. He says, in particular, he urges for restriction of autonomous weapons systems, restriction of of, of Skynet. Right. Uh, he says, quote, the taking of human life cannot be relegated to an algorithm. Um, we've also got Japanese self-defense forces and the U.S. military naming China as a hypothetical enemy for the first time in their joint command post exercise. Uh, government sources say amid rising concerns over a potential invasion of Taiwan by, Bay, by Beijing. Um, and Iran-backed hackers interrupt UAE TV streaming services with deep fake news, right? Is Iran is Iran going to be blamed um, as the trigger for cyber polygon that um, Cobra Commander Klaus has been dreaming about for years? I guess we will find out. And Wired magazine reports Russia is boosting calls for civil war over Texas border crisis saying that uh, there's a Russian campaign deploying everything from high-ranking lawmakers and government officials to influencers to stoke divisions in the U.S. around the Texas border crisis. What about the U.S. stoking divisions in Russia as well? Everyone's doing it to each other. Uh, all right, a quick reminder that if you enjoy listening to TNT and think we're doing a good job do uh, let us know, leave a like or a review, positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, Getter. A big help is if you go onto the a Apple podcast platform or Spotify and leave a, a review for TNT. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT. Connecting the dots, painting the bigger picture. They always have great conversation. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Ruckus looks a little different today. We interrupt uh, the regularly scheduled program to bring on uh, Paul Serran in, in, in Brazil. He's a Brazilian musician and writer, he contributes to Gateway Pundit. Uh, do subscribe to his Substack, paulserran.substack.com, paul underscore Serran on X, and his Telegram channel, Signal to Noise channel. I've already subscribed to him everywhere. Uh, welcome to TNT, Paul. Thank you, Mr. Marich. It's uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here. Yeah, you, you're doing great work. Uh, you're down in Brazil. I'm here in Mexico, uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on right now in Brazil, namely with uh, Bolsonaro. They want to take away his his passport. You know, that's why I. You see, for, just for these kinds of reasons, that's why I have three passports. So if they take <laughs> one away, I still got two. Uh, so what's happening in, in with uh, uh, Bolsonaro and, and in Brazil? Well, I guess uh, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, Brazilian Supreme Court, is escalating its persecution of the former president Bolsonaro. And uh, today they raided his house, as as well as many other aides and 
officials from his former government and military of officers too. They are trying to implicate him in what they see as a coup d'etat, as a coup, as insurrection, so to speak, that took place in January 8, 2020, when, uh, I mean, 2022, I'm sorry, I'm confusing with January 6th. <laughs> it's almost, it's very, uh, it's similar experiences. Two years later, there was a big riot in Brasilia, on Brazil's capital, and they tried to misrepresent it as a coup attempt, which it was not because it, there was there were only unarmed, unorganized protesters. It was, to be honest, a big riot, but it was not a coup attempt. But Lula's government is the socialist new new president. The the government is not going well at all in domestic issues, in foreign policy, it's really not, not doing well. So they try to distract the population by persecuting Bolsonaro. This new raid today, where they raided his house and they gave him 24 hours to surrender his passport, uh, is just another step. I guess he better have three passports too, like you do, because if he doesn't, it's gonna be a hard thing. The one thing that we need to stress is that the Supreme Court is has gone completely rogue. It's, it's not very safe for me to say that, but unfortunately it's the truth because uh, the judiciary is completely out of control, has took on uh, things that belong to the legislative, the executive. So it's like a power, it's like a, the, the country is now being governed by the judges, by the, the Supreme Court, Court ministers. And this comes a couple of days after they raided uh, Bolsonaro's son's house. One of his sons also had his house raided. And when they did, the federal police did a very nasty thing. They said that they found on Bolsonaro's son's house that they found computers that belong to the ABIN, that's the Brazilian Intelligence Agency. So for a couple of days, everyone thought that the guy had uh, spy computers on his house, and it turned out it was not true. They had to walk back this, this uh, statement, and it turns out that the computers were on the house of a guy who was a former intelligence officer, meaning he had a an old computer from his work. So they, they are trying to implicate Bolsonaro for one simple reason. He's still wildly popular. You cannot believe if you go to like Instagram, if you go to Bolsonaro's Instagram, wherever he goes, it's carnival time. It's dozens of people celebrating the, him wherever he goes And That's not happening with Lula. President Lula is a very unpopular guy He's on the top of the food chain, but he's completely isolated when it comes to popular support. So that's basically what's happening. It's a persecution. And I'm noticing a trend because uh, I think th this is much bigger than just Brazil. Um, of course. Because I think we're, we're under this global tyranny now, these elites, and we can just extrapolate. I mean, just take a step back, everyone, and Trump in the U.S., j6 right 
Bolsonaro in Brazil, J8. It's like literally yeah, copy yeah. and paste. And th these are, if you ask me, false flags, right? Uh, and in J6, you had 200 plus feds. Um, basically, Clay Higgins and others have reported that this is a false, these are false flag operations. This is domestic, this is state terrorism. It is terrorism, but it's state terrorism, or as the late Lance DeHaven Smith, who I've interviewed, calls it state crimes against democracy, democracy SCAD. Um, and so you, Trump, Bolsonaro, Imran Khan in Pakistan, right? Yes. Um, you, you, and you can go on down the list. Assad in, in Syria, he wants to, uh, you know, he doesn't want to make Syria uh, a vassal to the international system. And so are you, are you noticing sort of this trend? Yes, of course. And you can add to the list, you can see what happened now in Poland, for example. Poland had a conservative uh, government and they so much things dropped on them that now they have Donald Tusk, which is a former president for the European Council. And he, he went there, he kicked the door open, he's persecuting people there, left and right too. And now they're trying to destroy Orban in Hungary too. So whatever you see someone that's conservative, that's doing good, doing good work, the globalists, they coming from everywhere and they're sort of trying to destroy them. When, uh, when Bolsonaro was, a, was a, still a president, you, you saw that on, on the, the latest uh, Brazilian presidential elections, you never saw that before because Lula, the the president, the current president, he had the support of Russia, China, Cuba, Venezuela on the left. He had the support of United States, United Kingdom, the European Union on the right, which would be right. Uh, on the olden days. And then he had the support of the globalists, Soros and all the other bad guys, globalist bad guys. So Lula basically had the support of the whole world and Bolsonaro had the Brazilian people. So it was much, and then you had, of course, the COVID stuff going on. So it was much simpler for them to, to have a... a the, the, the election was not fair and, and it was it was it, it, it was highly complicated. I, I'm not going to say that it was robbed, but it was, you know, the, this was not the real uh, results that people voted. They had problems in the voting. They had a lot of laws that they changed just to, to facilitate Lula's victory. So what you're seeing in the whole world is what we saw here in Brazil. If you are a conservative, if you're not playing the globalist game, they're going after you with everything they have. And it's an international coalition of bad guys against anyone that's a patriot to his own country. We are living in a James Bond film. Uh, yeah. it's time, it's time for our break, uh, Paul, again, I sit by, again, everyone go out. This is one free, simple, easy way to help, uh, help TNT, help uh, our guests like Paul, just subscribe on all the platforms. Uh, he's, uh, his Substack, Paul Seran, that's S E R R A N dot Substack.com on Twitter X, Paul underscore Seran and on telegram, 10,000 plus followers signal to noise channel on 
Telegram. We'll be right back. TNT's Pella Neuroth Taylor. We we need to look do a lot of recon, deconstruction of these phrases and, and really think about what it means because what does far right mean? I I'd say that far right means anything that you don't like and um, it's just a label, a bit like the the Chinese under Mao, their state press used to call uh, anyone who was an ideological opponent capitalist pig dogs, whatever. And it was just meant to evoke a response, and it was a signal from the rulers to the rule that this is what you should think, without actually having to think. It's 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 a, meant to evoke a sort of Pavlovian reaction that you're a, these are bad guys, and uh, a moderate in in, in our lingo i mean let's see it's foreign coverage the bbc will say the moderate blah 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 party in the third world meaning well the guys we approve of and then the extremist is someone we don't approve of helen neuroth taylor on today's news talk tnt in a democracy the majority vote rules but in most democracies you can only vote for change every three or four years to understand what people want governments and political parties use focus groups these focus groups can include as little as 20 people. Australia is a country of over 25 million people. Does making decisions based on 20 people sound fair to you? Have your say. Be heard in between elections. Download the 4MySay app now. That is number 4MySay. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio. TNT. We're back. It's our final segment here with Paul Serrano. He writes for Gateway Pundit. Uh, you know, we we do. I think Jim Hoft is still doing a TNT show. I haven't checked the list, uh, but do follow Paul on his Substack, Twitter, uh, and Telegram. Doing awesome reporting out out of Brazil. You know, it's it's important. What I try to do, I try to get guests from all all um, across the Western Hemisphere, of the world, uh, to get different perspectives. And Bolsonaro, do you think they could? Um, permanently prevent him from returning to politics? I think they can. The thing is, when I started writing for an international audience, people without, here in Brazil would ask me, hey, shouldn't you, shouldn't you be taking care of Brazilian stuff first? And I would say no, but the way to solve Brazilian problems is in America. Because when Donald Trump was president, we had a great president here, Latin America was all in a good mood, no problems, no wars, anything. Now, once Biden was installed, because he was not elected, in my opinion, once Biden was installed, Latin America turned to, to a hellhole immediately. The first thing uh, that Biden did was send CIA Director Burns here. And once he got here, things went to a hell very quickly. And that was the Bolsonaro's government just imploded. It was a bad thing. So I believe that as long as we have Biden and all those globalists in power, this is going to be hard for Bolsonaro. I, I fear for him because, as I said in the beginning, uh, the Supreme Court has uh, turned into a, a power unto itself. Like they are really doing things that are should be done by the executive and the legislative. They are sort of empowering themselves way beyond their constitutional uh, right to do. So it's it's a dangerous situation and I really fear for Bolsonaro and, and his whole family. 
because he has I, I, his his sons are also politicians. Yeah, and that judge, I forget his name. I you know that famous the the, the bald guy. You just look yeah. at him. One look at him, and you're like, man, this guy's evil. He's like the a villain that was straight out of a Bond um, film. And you know, just further thoughts on on Lula. You know, I, I recall. I posted a video on my podcast's Twitter, Geopolitics and Empire, that got like a million views or something, where I posted the clip where Lula came out and he literally said about Bolsa Familia, right, the the, the welfare program for yes. all of the Brazilians who are signed up in the welfare program. He literally said, I don't care if you have to take 50 COVID vaccines, um, you have to take it. And if you don't, we're going to remove the Bolsa Familia from you so i mean the guy's a total tyrant and then you know there are these plans i think for a south american union unfortunately my mexican president amlo he's been promoting he said let's copy eu and integrate canada usa and mexico north american union even bukele last year said in el salvador he said the same thing which is disappointing he said let's copy the eu and create a central american union and then you had last year also rafael correa of ecuador say Let's copy the EU and make a South American Union. And you know that my fellow Croat uh, president of Chile, Boric, he's on board, uh, and, and Lula and Petro. Um, and, and just, you know, your further thoughts on the, the tyranny in Brazil, uh, Lula, the, these plans for a globalist union. Yeah, well, I know you know that, but not everyone that's uh, watching us knows. But Lula was in jail. He was in prison. He was in prison. He was... Uh, judged and, and he was convicted on several different prosecutions and each prosecution had uh, several stages. He appealed, he was convicted on the appeals court, so he had every chance to defend himself and he was convicted of gross corruption, gross with a lot of uh, evidential, evidentiary uh, proof a testimonial proof. So he was in jail. They literally took the guy out of jail and put him into the president presidency in a few months. You you would not believe it. It looks like a nightmare is is going on. We are living in in a bad dream. So of course, once he got into the presidency, he's got bloodshot eyes and he wants to destroy Bolsonaro and everyone that 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 is conservative and was against him so it's a bad situation if we are going to talk about mercosul and uh, the idea of having a south american union it's a terrible idea i have to call our friend uh orban from hungary he said that the european union is a contemporary parody of the soviet union so if they can't do that in in Europe, just imagine what's going to happen here. Happen here in South in South America, in Latin America. I mean, I don't want to bad mouth us, but you know the the civilizational uh, level of some places here is not ideal. So I would never want to to live in in a sort of major state that includes Brazil and Argentina, you know, it's like uh, Argentina and Brazil are the biggest, two biggest rivals, you know, and it, so it makes no sense that we're going to have a super state that 
that mixes all this. And, and you have Argentina and Chile, they have territorial dispute. You have Venezuela trying to invade Guyana. So you have, a, what, how are we going to, to have a sort of a federation of states in South America? I think it's a, a horrible idea. It's not working in Europe. I, I, I hope that the European Union will collapse soon because what we are seeing now, now there is horrible. You see the farms are revolting because they have to deal with the crippling uh, green policies that are trying to destroy their agriculture and, and, and manufacture a famine. So it's not, a, it's not a good idea in Europe and I don't think it's going to be a good idea here either. Got about a minute left uh you know just your, your thoughts on what we can do uh, i wonder if you're uh, afraid uh being out there in brazil speaking out i've had my own department of homeland security uh ban me from paypal that's really nothing people are having their bank accounts shots uh being arrested for thought crimes and so well just, uh, I, I, I guess i i also had i guess if you're not being persecuted. If you're not in any lists, you're not doing your work right. I mean, you and I, we are not, if you are not in any lists, we are, we are doing it poorly. What I say is that I was banned from, from Twitter. Now re-accepted. Re I was banned from, from PayPal. I mean, sorry, not from PayPal, from Patreon. I was banned from Patreon. They found a YouTube video of mine that was 18 years, 18 months old, and they sort of used that to to, to de-platform me. So I'm a little bit uh, afraid, yes, but I have to do what I have to do. And I, I try not to write too much about Brazil. I try to write about the stories that I think that are the top stories. Ukraine and the European Union, the farmers and whatever else I like to, to talk about, France's debacle on Africa. I, I, I like to, to write about geopolitical world affairs, but uh, I'm a little bit afraid and, and not of deplatforming anymore. I'm afraid that police will knock on my door and uh, it's it's not very probable, but it's it's a possibility. It's happening to some people here, and uh, I try not to make too much too much of a splash talking about mm -hmm. Brazilian uh, issues. Not everyone is so interested, which is a good thing for me because I can write about other things. But well, yeah. I believe that once we get rid of Biden, we'll get rid of Lula soon after. Hopefully, uh, yeah, um, Paul, you're always welcome back. Great uh, analysis, paulseran.substack.com, Paul underscore Seran on Twitter, and um, join his Telegram with over 10,000 followers, Signal to Noise channel on Telegram. Thank you, Paul. Uh, we're going to go to our headlines. All right, let's get this underway. For our first order of business, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The eagerly awaited interview between Tucker Carlson and Russian President Vladimir Putin is now accessible on the Tucker Carlson Network website. Special Counsel Robert Hur's investigation into President Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents concluded without charges, but unveiled significant concerns about Biden's mental acuity. 
The U.S. government has admitted to a mistake in claiming that Iraqi officials were pre-notified about airstrikes conducted on Iraqi territory last Friday. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right. Uh, Paul looks a little different. Uh, I'm just kidding. We've got Nick on uh, a little bit of a format change just for uh, today. And, and I recently came across Nick's work. He's the founder of the cult uh, rejects where he tries to figure this reality out, find freedom and stay out of the uh, matrix. Uh, you can go to YouTube, uh, the occult rejects. Uh, thanks for coming on, Nick. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate it. I, I stumbled across your channel recently. Uh, sometimes, you know, I've always been fascinated by the esoteric and the occult. Uh, and so I'm still just le learning about your your work. There's a lot of stuff on the channel. But if, if from what I saw in one of your uh, interviews, I think you were uh, in, involved in the occult and some sort of secret society. So if you could just tell us a bit about, you know, your background, where you're coming from and what you're doing with uh, the channel um yeah that is like i guess part of my story and i guess uh really got me into having i guess experiences with magic and the occult um you know a while ago i mean i was into the occult and conspiracies and stuff like that and eventually eventually i just started looking to see if maybe i could find a place to go and maybe you know eventually join or something but a place that i can actually check out instead of just researching online constantly and eventually, I uh, because it was the only place near me, I ended up going to the OTO and ended up, even though when I first went, I thought it was a little weird, ended up staying probably about five or six years, you know, became a member for a while and then eventually left. If so that's like part of my story. Yeah. And if, for people who are not familiar with, again, what, what is the uh, OTO? The OTO. Um, the OTO originally was kind of a it was an order that was like an offshoot by a few different uh, masons and um eventually alistair crowley um well-known occultist um he i don't know if it was in the book of the law or there was something that he ended up writing and um the guys in the oto came across his work and this is the story i don't know how truthful it is but uh, they say he came across his work and they thought that he was like writing their secrets of the secrets and, you know, talking about their stuff. And he was and so they contacted him and he was like, I don't even like know who you are. And then I think eventually he went up and met with them and they ended up like kind of basically handing over the OTO to him and took it away from kind of like the Masons and made it more Thelemic which is basically Alistair Crowley's version of magic and uh, knocked out a whole bunch of the initiations, dropped it down to like 13 instead of like 30 something that the Masons would have, um, you know, and then she had changed, changed the initiations as well. But it was originally a Masonic order that if you joined the OTO and you were in it, or if you were a Mason, you could transfer over and probably not start out at the bottom because you'd already have some experience in the Masons. But then eventually Alistair Crowley was handed the OTO and he restructured it. And, and, and if you could... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and it's, um, you know, a secret society. Uh, they do have a Gnostic mass that they would have um, quite often. That's almost like their version of church. And they also offered, uh, offered uh, like classes, um, you know, history things. You know, they, they had a, they actually had a, the lodge I went to was actually pretty active with stuff, but, um, so yeah, just giving yeah, you my, my, 
my only experience you know about it um Almost 15 years ago now, when I was in Geneva, I visited, I went to one meeting of the Lucifer Publishing Company, Lutz's Trust. So I, I learned recently that Helena, Helena Blavatsky, the theosophist, her magazine was called Lucifer. Uh, and then Alice Bailey, right, um, sort of like her, let's say one of her disciples founded in 1922, Lucifer Publishing called Lutz's Trust now. And I've been to one of their meetings and, you know, they espouse some of these these theosophical beliefs and kind of like an inversion of christianity where they think lucifer is uh, the prometheus or the messiah or, or they call him the christ the maitreya the mahdi um but what i think after a couple of years you said you were not so happy uh in the group and you know what what do people get out of um these types of groups or or, or don't get don't get out of them i mean <laughs> i think there's a search for you know hidden meaning knowledge as you mentioned magic and so um yeah your, your further thoughts um you know i guess that all really depends on like on the person for me the reason i had even wanted to join is that you know i, I did believe there was something behind it there was something with occultism or, or magic and i guess like when i went into it what i wanted to get out of it was just basically to have like a, a decent life and kind of like stay out of stay out of the mess and just like stay focused and get where I want really and really without like involving anybody else like that wasn't like you know I wasn't going to try to be like some black magician or whatever but uh, I just wanted to have like more control of my life uh, in a way um you know I guess what I eventually I guess you know I went in for that and and eventually like my even my ideas of magic would change uh I you know there were times where I guess I would think that like in my opinion when it comes to magic, if I'm going to like sit here and make like a sigil or make some kind of candle magic. And, and if I want to control or influence the world around me, even to make my life easier, my opinion, that is actually black magic anyway. Um, but eventually I, I started to, in my opinion, realize, or for me that I thought magic was more of actually deeper inner workings of like learning your psyche. How, what are your fears? Why do you react? Um, all these morals and values that that could be great to have, but like at least figure out where did those come from and why did I adhere to them? And do I really agree with them now? I mean, it's really, in my opinion, it's almost like taking a look at the program that you've built your whole life around, you know, and it's made you the person that you are. You're going to nitpick through it now and make sure it is this all actually makes sense. And uh, I, in, in, in doing that, I felt that that place really wasn't giving me much uh anything to offer anymore at that time um the image there is a little bit off compared to what my idea of kind of magic is um a lot of things that i think hold people back from having experiences with god or the, or the divine is like handcuffs um and i i feel like sometimes the oto had the look of kind of like the negative things that could hold you down um you know it's very dark looking it's very you know, sexualized in a sense and not that i'm a prude or vanilla it's just that is a slippery slope that can start to become a crutch instead of an enjoyment you know and uh and i think kind of like it just the image there kind of looks like it pushes you a little bit to an extreme maybe or just puts it in your face um so like that and, and thinking that i really didn't have much in common with a lot of people there anymore that included with their take on COVID and the George Floyd situation. And then 
I guess because of how political just the vibe in the air was around that time anyway. If you weren't into politics at some point, you probably were a little bit back in that time, you know. And uh, they started kind of rearing their head towards, I mean, towards far left. And in my opinion, the, the OTO should just be, they should just be like Alcoholics Anonymous in the sense that we have nothing to say about anything except for the OTO and how this order runs. They shouldn't have had an opinion about what happened to George Floyd. And in my opinion, I don't think they should have caved into the CDC because it's like, you know, uh, Horace is scared, but the church down the street who's got Jesus, his doors are open. Like, come on, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, yeah. so there's a lot of things that all kind of culminated uh, just a series of events that I just was not comfortable going there anymore. And I didn't think it served the purpose. And I just did not like that. They were listen, I wouldn't have wanted them to push far right ideology either way. You know, so I, I just wasn't wasn't happy with it. And and I, yeah. I do feel like at that point, I just I got a feeling that they were almost trying to push that mindset. And I was just like, you know, I have to remember this is a secret society. <laughs> you know, they mean everything may not be as it seems. So I bowed out and figured I wouldn't play the game anymore. That's that's fascinating. And you know, on your on your YouTube channel, you cover a lot of topics and you know, there are a lot of I guess myths um, and truths when it comes to the esoteric and the occult, um, and and different. I guess many different schools, beliefs, tenets. Um, and what would you say maybe are? Because I've read some stuff on Aleister Crowley that's really far out. You know, I, I grew up listening to Iron Maiden. Bruce Dickinson incorporates a, a lot of heavy. Crowley. He made a film about Crowley, which I've seen. Uh, I, you know, I grew up listening to the Canadian rock band, the Tea Party. Uh, Jeff Martin is like an actual adept of of um, Crowley. Uh, you know, Jimmy Page bought Crowley's house on Lake Loch Ness. Um, Black Sabbath wrote Mr. Crowley Billy the song. Idol. Or not Billy Idol. Um, I'm sorry, David Bowie. He was big into Golden Dawn and Alice the Crowley too. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and just your your thoughts on, you know, what are some of maybe, maybe if we pull together like some common denominators of, you know, or, 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 or you know, beliefs of some of these organizations as, as much as you could tell us. Or um, philosophies, you know. Yeah, I guess with, I mean, really with the OTO, um, I, I, <laughs> You know, a lot of people there do kind of put him up on a pedestal, which is another reason why I wasn't happy with being there anymore is because, um, for one, I really didn't know the guy. And I'm sure some of these stories are probably true. You know, after a while, I'm sure one of them, you know, hit the nail on the head. But, uh, you know, I'm sure he wasn't like the best person. And, and even repeatedly in like at least two of his books, he even says, do not put me on a pedestal. I am not the one. Um so there was kind of like a lot of idolization towards him there that I thought was like a little weird or creepy too. Um, but I mean, I guess their beliefs is pretty much you're supposed to eventually through magic, have a experience with your Holy guardian angel. And then from that, you're supposed to be able to like find out what your will is and do that. The problem with that though, is I, this is just my opinion and I'm not trying to sound like an you know, egotistical or nasty, but I would think about probably 95% of the people that don't know their will anyway and think that they do, regardless of even ever having an experience. 
So, I mean, that even kind of like, unfortunately muddies down the waters and kind of like takes away from like what really is a magic about, but, um, you know, eventually then you're supposed to, you know, keep working with your holy guardian angel and just keep doing your will. Um, you're supposed to think, I mean, I guess kind of go along and believe that Horus is going to be like the new God of the Aeon, uh, bringing in the new Aeon. I mean, in my opinion, I do think there is kind of like a new Aeon coming in, in a way, kind of like, I mean, I do think the world is changing, you know, I'm sure. 10 years from now, we'll even say like, wow, I never would have imagined this now, you know? So <laughs> there is some sort of rapid change going on, especially with mindsets too. It just doesn't seem to make sense, which in some ways, Horace, in my opinion, where he would be located on the tree of life in Kabbalah um, would be chaotic or warlike, even though it might be, you know, any change is going to be chaotic or warlike in a sense me stopping Marlboros and going to Newports would be considered chaos to a magician in a sense. But um, to me, like I could really see in a sense, like there is a lot of chaos and change going on in the world and mindset. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess to really narrow it down and that didn't get into it too much, but uh, you know, they do also like, I mean, promote Kabbalah. Kabbalah is, is huge, huge among, I would, probably say 98% of all secret societies in some way, even if it's not blatant and in your face has some sort of Kabbalistic uh, attribution to it. Mm-hmm. My that opinion. is fascinating. I did not know that. We, we got to jump to our uh, break, uh, Nick, again, the occult rejects on um, YouTube. You, you can subscribe to the channel. Also the, the X account occult friends. Um, people can drop any questions in the chat or, or even call in. We'll be right back. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Oh no, could the squad soon be a thing of the past? Well, based on the hot water that Democrat representatives Cory Bush from Missouri and Ilhan Omar, her brother's wife from Minnesota, are in, all signs point to yes. Outcome likely. What am I talking about? Well, according to Representative Byron Donalds of Florida, Cori Bush has diverted campaign funds into some questionable security expenses. And Omar was filmed in Somalia saying she's Somalian first and Muslim second. Didn't seem to be a mention of the United States or her oath of office to the Constitution in there. The sooner we're well shot of these people, the better. They're clearly here based on intersectionality, not intellect, and nothing will become them so much as they're leaving. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too Hey, s- sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. It's our final segment here with Nick from Occult Rejects. Check out uh, the channel on YouTube. Um, we'll have to have you back. Our, our time was cut a bit short today, but any thoughts? You, you know, and, and I am reading and seeing a lot of this talk about New Aeon, as you say, Age of Aquarius. 
Um, do you see any connection? I focus a lot on you know globalism, the elite. They've got this project for like a world government. Uh, you know, I, I studied in Geneva. And I was really like smack in the middle of all, all that stuff. I was a staff assistant at the UN, EU, um, you know, even the coffee room at the UN Geneva um, complex is called the Serpentine Lounge. Right across is Lutz's Trust's office. The, 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 I've got photos <laughs> of this. There's a conference room. Um, there's a, uh, people use this conference room in the building where Lutz's Trust is, is headquartered. And all of the microphones are pyramids. And when you go to speak, the capstone turns red. It's like literally there's all this symbolism everywhere, which I do also want to ask you about symbolism. But just do you have any thoughts? Have you thought about like any connections between the occult uh, and then as well as the, the, the power uh, elite? Oh, yeah. No, I, I think it's all do, uh, done with occultism. I, I, in my opinion, once you eventually start having magical experiences, and when I say that, I mean like like my opinion crossing the abyss actually like going into the spirit world in a sense i i think once that happens you're because of all the work you have done like i was mentioning before you're going to be able to understand how your mind works really well especially from studying yourself you're going to know exactly how everybody else works because we all pretty much work the same someone just has a little bit different buttons that you have to hit to get different reaction but we all have like the same fear. We just got to find out someone's fear and we can control. Um, and in my opinion, yes, I, I do think a lot of the, uh, there is some sort of cabal or something. But there's people in the background, I think, that are definitely mentally manipulating almost a massive MK Ultra. in my opinion, has been going on for a while. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I've told this story before. Um, we went to Italy for our grad study, um, what do you call it, for a week, like as part of the program. And we got to visit the one of the uh, the main office of the Order of Malta, the Knights of Malta, the Order of Malta in, wow. in Rome, which is not open to the public, but it just so happened our professor, her late husband was a member of the Order of Malta. And yeah, I've got photos again, we went in, this is in Rome. And again, you've got Freemasonic, you know, the, the black, white tiles, uh, all of the different colors you've got skulls with snakes coming out of them on the church like it's just full-on you know and then we know that i've read that the order of malta today it's sort of a nexus between the vatican and military intelligence of the western world you know cia um mi6 and all that stuff but um do you sort of fear the the, uh, the projects that the power elite uh, are trying to impose, you know, they want this cashless system, they want us to eat bugs, <laughs> all this, you know, what they did during COVID. Um, it's, it, you know, it's pretty insane, some of the, the things that they're trying to implement. Uh, the AI actually probably worries me the most. You know, even yeah. though I do think if, uh, un you know, if we rendered it as a, a tool that we're going to I guess pimp out in a sense like we're definitely using it for our own gains and in a different way i think it could work out but as an escape i i think you know or putting yourself in a different reality that does scare me that i mean this is just my opinion i'm not really too cool with elon musk i really don't trust him i think he's an occultist and his brain chip really worries me i mean the problem is is that as long as you can create something that exists you know, it's like gives people an option and like i'm really hoping like people don't run with this option <laughs> you know i mean a lot of times i even think 
this is a perfect way how I think like sometimes like we're talking about the cabal, you know, twisting uh, humanity. I think sometimes with these sexual agendas, they just somebody comes up with this idea and then you just have to put it somewhere. Is it existing? And somebody who's like feels weird at the moment and has no friends will be like, oh, that's an option now. That's me. But yet, if you never heard it, would you ever know you, you could even be that? You know, yeah, so. it's, I, I totally agree. And I, I agree, Elon Musk. I'm not a fan uh, of his, even though I do have a Starlink. It's right behind me. But um, <laughs> I, I, I agree because he's trying to build out the Western version of the Chinese WeChat, which is the core uh, for the social credit type system. And his grandfather was head of technocracy Canada. Um, uh, you know, and I think he's basically a front for the military industrial complex because he's getting all of the contracts for the Tesla, which is like, it's, it's the Tesla is part of the smart city control system, the EVs, um, the, the militarization of space, the surveillance, right? Space, space link, uh, and all that crazy stuff. Um, and you know, he just called for a carbon tax last week. He's like, yeah, we need a carbon tax. We need to tax you on, you, it's a life tax, basically. To live, you have to pay a tax to breathe. Um, and uh, yeah, AI, that's interesting that you say that. It's like the, the matrix, right? Metaverse, they want to put us in this false reality and then they can really make our brains turn to mush, no? You know, it's, it's really interesting that you've said, uh, you know, for like kind of attached to the government. He, um, He's expanding down in Texas. One of one of the people that I have that co-hosts with me often lives down there and lives right near his plant. He's extending it, and um, she knows some of the people that are actually working, like on ex, you know expanding this. And she asked him, "How long is it like going to take to do?" Just you know, just talking, you know, not even trying to like be nosy. And they said, "Oh, anywhere from two to ten years." So she was like, "Why so long?" Because they're kind of building as they get their grants filled. He's getting the grants from the government again, as he usually does. That, I don't think uh, people realize he's basically a privatized worker for the government. And he's building out in Mexico, too. I'm uh, in, in Nuevo León. Uh, and the governor is very globalist, Samuel Garcia. And um, they're building out a Tesla factory in Nuevo León. Um, and I didn't want to ask you about symbolism. You know, maybe at some future point we can do a deeper dive. But... Um, sometimes I wonder, cause there's so much and I'd have to spend a lot of time studying, but how important are symbols to the occult, to the, the, the people in, in, uh, involved, the, the elites, um, yeah. Symbols, symbols to the occult, to the, the, the people in, in, uh, involved, the, the elites, um, yeah. Symbols, colors, and numbers, it, it all actually matters uh certain color schemes will give certain emotions will get you already thinking a certain way think about if you were to watch a horror movie and you're just to turn off the sound and watch it you probably even wouldn't be half as nervous or get half as scared without the sound that's the sound sound will put you in the mood and get you get feelings going um but so yeah symbolism definitely uh a lot of it i think is even something that i've been covering now i'm not saying this is why it's so captivating to the eye but there is a lot of symbolism that, in my opinion, actually goes back to parts of your eye and your brain. Now, I don't know if because it's actually you're seeing something mimicked that's actually within us. That's why we get so captivated by it. 
but there is uh i've done like already three episodes on it probably almost like seven hours worth and could probably do more which i'm going to eventually but i do have a good case where i do think a lot of even renaissance art and a lot of occult symbolism is really as weird as it sounds goes back to inside your own eyes and brain yeah, I, I saw you. I haven't had time. I had begun to listen to one of your episodes on that. Um, and do you feel, do they feel that there's power behind this imagery? Like, you know, you've got Washington, D.C. And you, you clearly see something is up, uh, you know, the oh, way sacred it's designed. Geometry. Sacred right. geometry. Sure. Yeah. With that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of went off on the, on the weird stuff. Um, definitely. That's even something I was covering with Yale. Me and... Uh, me and a few other people are actually been going to Yale every once in a while and recording a bunch of stuff. The secret societies, I brought my drone there. So I've gotten uh, overhead views of like New Haven Green. Totally looks like almost like my tattoo, which is like the symbol for the universal hexagram. Almost looks like that, but there's totally occult architecture. There's the streets are built a certain way. The secret societies almost look like they're placed like in weird ways i definitely think like yeah washington dc and other places definitely are built like in a, in symbolism and mounds are used a lot i think which is like a huge, the spiral the spiral of the mound is a huge old 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 symbol and and even just you know in in tv shows um you know maybe some certain politicians numbers that are used i was i was mentioning jeff martin of the tea party again uh his solo albums like he called them 777 right you've got 666 mm. and then crowley's 777 um do, do they believe that there's certain power or magic in these certain sets of numbers or or symbols uh and and, and whatnot oh for sure no i, I definitely think there's like there's codes um even in occultism sometimes you could be reading something and being like you know it's kind of like it's hard for me to grasp it doesn't make sense it's because it literally could be coded or ciphered you know some people do actually in, in the past did use ciphers a lot and it seems like after the 16 or 1700s people just stopped talking about it and i guess assumed nobody used it anymore but i really don't think that's the case you know, there was like people back in the 14 or 1500s that were like polymaths and known for like coming out with like these crazy ciphers. People were using them. The militaries used them. So, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I got lost. <laughs> no, we, we got about a minute, a minute and a half left. Uh, I mean, I could ask you a million more questions. Um, there's the whole alien UFO um, stuff, which I think Ooh. is linked to, to, um, I think so too. The, this stuff uh just a minute and a half love you know, any quick thought i mean do you, I, i'm a, i believe like as jay allen hynek and um jacques valet say it's an interdimensional phenomenon um they're trying to sell it to us now as an extraterrestrial phenomenon and any thought on that yeah I, I would you know i guess to make it quick i would say i probably agree with that i do also think sometimes you can get uh it looks like extraterrestrial phenomenon when you're messing with magic uh i i think you know uh even along the lines of that. So I, I definitely think they're covering it up with like little green men inside of a, a spaceship, especially the first idea of a gray came from Alistair Crowley. Mm -hmm. He drew land. Yeah. That's the first magic, you know, and then all the alien stuff came out right after he supposedly died in 1947. Yeah, I've seen that. We're, we're, we're out of time, Nick. Thanks for uh, coming on. Tell, tell us uh, all the places we can find uh, your stuff. 
Uh, you can find my stuff on uh, the Occult Rejects uh, and uh, the NY Patriot Show on all major podcasts. And I also do uh, Clown World Weekly. That is live every Tuesday morning. We just cover the news and have jokes. So uh, check that out. It's Clown World Weekly by the Spiritual Gangsters and uh, the Occult Rejects. All right. Very, very cool. Thanks for coming on, uh, TNT. Um, I'm signing off. Steve Malsberg is up next. Uh, be seeing you. Thank you.